Let's strengthen ourselves. Okay, let's begin with with the another Baruch Hashem, another day, not just another regular day. No day is a regular day, Baruch Hashem, but for sure Hanukkah, which is a time of tremendous or tremendous light for the Jewish people, and one of the greatest one of the greatest lights that a person can have is the ability to see the good. It's one of the the things that we mention in the Kavana for everybody to have in when they when they light the menorah, one of the Kavanas, one of the intentions. We have a list of things for a person to think about when he's looking at the candles, when he's looking at the holy candles, and one of those is there a paper? Here's a paper. One of the kavanas to have, what to think about while you're looking at the candles is <coughs> that <coughs> that um, where is it? Um, oh, from now on. Oh, sorry, number two. To only see the good in others. Right? That's one of our kavanas as we look at the Ner, Ner Hanukkah, as we look at the Nerus of Hanukkah, is that our eyes will only see the good in others and to only see the, the spiritual part, the neshama of every person, to see the neshama of oneself, because ultimately... That is the avoda of, of a Jew is to realize that he is not a physical being, but rather we're all spiritual. Each and every one of us, ner, elokim, nishmas adam, right? The, the, the comparison to a, to a light, thank you very much, yes. The comparison to a light is the fact that, you can put it over here. Thank you, Yassi. Right, the comparison to a light is the fact that we live in a world of darkness, and that darkness means that we don't see the truth. That a person looks at, can look at somebody, he could look at another Jew, and he could see Shchoyra Ani Vinova. Right? That Shchoyra Ani Vinova. Right? I am black, I am dark, but I am beautiful. Zak the Medris, Shchoyra Ani Be'ene Atzmi. I am dark and black in my own eyes. Vinova, Be'ene HaKadosh Baruch but I am beautiful in the eyes of Hashem. And we want to have it that our eyes see the truth, that our eyes see the MS, that we see the beauty of every Jew. That's one of our avodas of Hanukkah. It's one of the reasons that we uh, learn purity of speech, because a person can very much get, get into being a kanoi. He could be very sharp, against other people and he could look down at other Jews especially when a person begins in his growth so a lot of times when a person starts growing and growing so it's very easy for him to push down other people to say ah look at that guy he's doing this he's doing that right it's, and it's easier for a person to fall into lush and hara when you're when you're sometimes doing well because you're you're pushing yourself so you expect other people to be on the level you're that you're yeah, what? You're right. Very good. You're 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 pushing your past down. Beautiful. So let's learn um, purity of speech, which will help each and every one of us. Rechilus, page one sixty-eight, day sixty-four. Okay, repeating information which can cause ill feelings, even in the following cases. Number one, especially nowadays, it's very very um, appropriate nowadays. Unfortunately. And that is writing information. Very scary. Especially in a joking way. People are very into writing things in a joking way. Writing information which can cause Ill, Ill feelings is pure rechilas. So if you write information, if you WhatsApp it, especially on these groups, it's very, very dangerous on these WhatsApp groups because people post things and they make jokes about things. You have to be very careful. That's number one. 
Number two, you agree with the information. Even if you agree with the information, you're still not allowed to repeat it. For example, I always told you that you are lazy. And even Shimon agrees with me. So even though, right, even though you agree with the information, you're still not allowed to repeat it. So even the person, I always told you that you were lazy, even Shimon agrees with me. Okay, number three, you would repeat it in the presence of the speaker. You're still not allowed to repeat information. A lot of times people say that. They say, oh, let me tell you about this guy. I'm going to tell you about this guy. He's this and this and that. And not only that, I would even say this information in front of the guy himself. Okay, so what? You're still not allowed to say it. I have to tell you. What? I have to tell you something incredible that someone sent me, a very special person who listens to the shiurim, just to tell you the effect. You've got to hear this. This is unbelievable. Very, very hush of a very special person sent this to me. Um, listen to this. There's a man who comes... Oh, now, I don't know if I could repeat it now. I just realized. Okay. Okay, I can't repeat it. Never mind. Okay. I know. No, because the... Per, some, because someone who's listening could, could come out to them, whatever. That's the great story. Is that, is that Basically, the story was that someone who's been listening to the shiurim, Baruch Hashem, and Hilchas Lashon Hara, sent me how they witnessed somebody who started listening to the Hilchas Lashon Hara. Mamish literally like changed the way they speak. They were Mamish speaking a certain way, and they literally changed from negative to positive. It's, unbel- it's unbelievable. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. Mom, I say, I say, I say it's worth it. It's worth it to come down to this world for one minute. For Mamish. It's worth it to come down to this, one, to, the, to this world for one minute to help one Jew one time not speak bad but another Jew. Oh, it's worth the entire, the entire everything just for one Jew not to speak negative about another Jew. And if you, if anyone saw Mishalai Ra, uh, I guess I assume your name is Binyamin. Yeah. And Mishalai Ra Binyamin dance in Hanukkah. Mamish Hanukkah Didn't see uh, the Simcha Simchas Hanukkah. Simchas Hanukkah. And he's here. I'm sore. So I guess I'm a little bit older. So I managed to be here. Yeah. Um, we're talking about how you can't say that about people, but what happens if you say something good about someone and it creates jealousy, especially between family members? Right, right. So we'll learn about that. We, we, in Chavetz Chaim, he says it also. You have to be very careful even praising somebody to be mishabeach somebody in front, in front of somebody else if that's going to cause what you're saying. You have to be very careful. Correct. Correct. He's, he says it. Beautiful. Okay, but you could know. You're right. You're right. But you 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 have to know how you say it. You have to know how it's packaged. You have to know your people. You have to know what's going on. You have to be careful. You're right. You're right. If you do it betzmimus and that's what happens, that's what happens. But you you have to be very very careful. Yeah. Okay. Um, he said he brings an example. Baruch told you your brother is so selfish. Whenever I ask him for a favor, he always refuses me. It would, you're not allowed to repeat the statement to your brother, even if you would not be afraid to say it in the presence of Baruch. And he says like this, Actually, says the Chavetz Chaim, if you would repeat the insult to your brother in the presence of the speaker, it's magnified. Why? Because if Baruch wasn't there when you repeated what you said, what he said, your brother could have assumed that he heard wrong or misinterpreted the comment. So the fact that Baruch's standing there, right? So then, and he doesn't say anything, so it makes it like, ah, he agrees. As opposed to if Baruch wasn't there. However, Baruch is standing right there. Well, 
That's if he wasn't there. But if Baruch is standing right there, your brother will automatically conclude. If Baruch did not attempt to deny this accusation, it must be true. Consequently, your brother will bear ill feelings against Baruch. That's Hilchus Rechilas, Aleph, Gimel, Yud Aleph, Gimel, and Aleph. Yes? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's in general. You're causing... You're causing That well, what do you mean? You're saying this negative thing about this person? I think we learned about that. That what? That if someone's standing there, are you allowed to say in front of that person? <coughs> but so I think that also, I remember saying you're not allowed to because it could be he's working on himself not to deny it. I think we learned something like that. He's working on himself to be humble, not to say it's not true. So if you say, oh, that guy's a liar, and he's sitting right there, saying in front of him, so you say, oh, I said it right in front of him. I think because he might be working on himself not to, you know, not to whatever it might be. But that's Stam. That could be embarrassing a person. Could be embarrassing. Okay, yeah. I just want to say, uh, I was like, so impressed. I was, I was talking to a very friend of mine, Sweet Koenig, and like, I was, I was like, I want to tell him like, a little story like of something that like I like I had a little experience yesterday, and like he's like, is is it a positive thing? And I'm like, I don't know. It's not negative. Like I don't know. He's like, it's one or the other. And then like that's what he's basically saying. And I'm like, whoa. Like, I guess brought it back. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Very impressive. Beautiful. Shkayach Ari. Shkayach Ari. Beautiful. <clears throat> okay, Hashem should help us all, especially on Hanukkah. Hanukkah gives extra power for us to change the way we see things. That's what the aura of Hanukkah does. That's what the light of Hanukkah does, is it goes inside of us, and it gives us the ability to love more, to see the good in everybody, and to whatever it is that we're, that we're learning, especially we're here in Yeshiva learning Torah, that we want the Torah that we learn to help us be more sensitive to other people. We want all the Torah that we see to help us see more godliness in the world. And, and every Jew, every Jew, every person, but for sure every Jew has, the, has, has holiness to him. And Hashem should help us all to be more together. We should be more together to, to see the good in everybody, not to judge anybody. And through that will be Zoha. Not to speak Lashon Hara today and every day. Amen. Okay. We continue in the journey of Anava, of humility in the Mesil Sisharim, Parakhav Pez. And I read to you from the Mesil Sisharim. Says the Mesil Sisharim, Kama Gedolim Nemuche Haruach. How great are those people who are humble. Shebezman, Shebez Hamikdash Kayam. When the base of Mikdash was built, so what was there? A person would bring a carbon, he got that carbon. If he brought an ola, he got an ola. If he brought a mincha, he got a mincha. Unbelievable. Somebody who is more humble, which we'll talk about. Call a carbonos kulam. Shenevmar zivche elokim ruach nishbara. Unbelievable. You hear what he says? So it says like this. Basically, when a person feels a certain way about himself, and a person feels far from Hashem, and a person feels that he is broken, and a person feels that he's going through a hard time, whatever it might be, and a person feels inadequate. So he thinks that that's the biggest problem. It's not true. It's the opposite. The pshat is that when a person feels down, and a person feels low, and a person understands who he is in the low state, which is very connected to Hanukkah, because Hanukkah is when we recognize that even in the darkest places, that's where Hashem is, which basically means... Who is Hashem close to? As the Katsuka Rebbe says, there's nothing more whole than a broken heart. Which means when a person feels distant, and a person feels 
disconnected and a person feels challenged and a person has his nisyonos, he has his challenges in life, he has his disappointments in life, he has his difficulties in learning, he has his difficulties in davening, he has difficulties in his relationships and a person feels far from Hashem and a person feels far from himself, says the Gemara, says the Mesil Zisharim, that feeling of feeling bad, of feeling low, of not feeling so great, is greater than bringing a carbon. And it's Ki'ilu, you brought all of the carbonos. It's as if, as, right, the shuffle, Ani Eshkoin Daka. where does Hashem dwell as He brings down? What does He say? Why does Hashem love the Jewish people? Loi merupchem mikola amim. Why do I love the Jewish people? Not because you're the many. They're more Christians. They're more Muslims. They're more most religions. We're like from the minority of most religions in the world. That's not why Hashem loves us. That's Davka, why Hashem loves us. He loves us because we're the lowest. As it says, right? As it says, he picked Har Sinai to give the Torah. Why? Because Har Sinai was the lowest of the mountains. Avram Avinu he brings. Avram Avinu. He says, I love my children. Why? Because even when I give you greatness, what do you do with that greatness? You humble yourself. He says, I gave greatness to Avram. How did Avram Avinu respond? What did he say? He says, He says, Oh, I am nothing. I gave Gedula, I gave greatness to Moshe and Aaron. What did they say? They say, Ah, oh, what am I? I gave greatness to David Amelech. What did David Amelech say? Anoichi tolas ish. He says, I'm, a, I'm but a worm. He says, Kolzeh. This is what he says. Listen to how he says this. Kolzeh mimasha If you have a straight heart and you're honest with yourself, you're not going to be deceived into haughtiness. You're not going to be deceived into thinking that you're something so incredible. It doesn't mean that you don't have significance in this world. That's where people get mixed up. It doesn't mean that you don't have significance like we said yesterday. You don't have mission. You have the greatest mission. But it's not about, as Mayer says, it's not about thinking of yourself less. It's not about thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less, right? It's not about thinking of yourself that you're nobody. It's about thinking of what your mission in life is. He says, How do the two go together? That what? They seem like mission. Keep, Shia, keep your focus on mission. Keep your focus on what you want to do. If you're a giver... If a person's a worm, then like, why would he care to have a mission at all? He's just a worm. Correct. That's a person who doesn't have a mission. David Melch had a mission. But he recognized, he recognized that who gave him the mission and who's he working for. He's not working for himself. <coughs> He's working for the Jewish people. He's working for God. He's working for something bigger. That's what he means that he's a worm. That's what he meant that he felt that way. When a person feels that way, he has nothing to lose. When a person feels that way, he's going to do anything. It's not about me. When a person's embarrassed, when a person's embarrassed to go over to somebody to say Shalom Aleichem, when a person's embarrassed, it's a normal thing to go over to somebody walks into yeshiva and he's a new guy. It's a very normal thing to not want to go over to somebody. Why? Because you're going to be uncomfortable. Nobody likes to be uncomfortable. You don't want to go over. It's a normal thing. However, if a person says, you know what? I want to make him feel good. I want to make him, I know what it feels like when I walk into a strange place and nobody says hi to me and no one welcomes me. So even though it's uncomfortable for me to do it, I'm going to be focused on what? Not on me, but on what I want to accomplish. On what I want to accomplish. And that's what he says. He says, 
כי אם מצד החסרון זה אחר שיהיה אפשר שלא יהיה בו. זה ביד הבאמת שכבר לא ימנה זה יוצא מדי שפלוזו. If I want to accomplish a mission in life, it doesn't matter if I have weaknesses. It doesn't matter. If a person wants to, let's say, become better at learning, he wants to become better at learning Gemara, he wants to become better at learning Chumash, he wants to become better at davening, he wants to have a better relationship, it doesn't matter if he is weak in, that, in a certain area. What will trump that weakness is his desire and his connection to the mission that he is doing. Yes, you know. Um, like, about the greeting thing that Ron was saying, like, you don't realize the effect that it has. Like, I know for myself personally, I remember when I came here to check out the yeshiva, like, I think when I, when I was leaving, like, I, I was very skeptical and I was thinking back and forth. And uh, Mayor Mattel actually greeted me on my way out. I remember. Yeah, just. <laughs> But but as Shai, but as but as Shai was saying, pay it forward. That's what you do. When you know that feeling, and we all we've all had that feeling. We've all had that feeling where we've been to a place, we've come somewhere, and we're uncomfortable. And when a person goes ahead and he can learn to get out of his comfort zone for somebody else, and and I, I can't speak for Mayor. I don't know. I don't know if he was uncomfortable going over to you. To me, it doesn't matter whether he was uncomfortable or comfortable. He did it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What matters is, is he did something. And a lot of times in life, that's what happens. What happens is that's where excuses don't produce results. A lot of times we feel down. A lot of times we feel bad. A lot of times we have these challenges, which is okay. As the Ramchal is saying, not only is it okay, that's what Hashem is closest to us. Hashem is closest to us when we're down. Hashem is closest to us when we're confused. Hashem is closest to us when we're in that darkness. But what we can do is we can accept that. And we can realize that that is the place where I can find my, my, my strength to continue on the mission and the journey that I decided to travel. What, what, what the difference between people who are successful in whatever area we're talking about and people who are unsuccessful. The difference between people who are successful in whatever area and people who are unsuccessful is the people who are able to even through the darkness, even through the lows, they don't have to necessarily act the same as during the highs. You can't expect yourself to be on the same correct. But you don't but you don't forget you don't forget you don't forget what your mission, you don't forget who you are and what's your purpose. Right? What's that story they say of uh, I think Rubyakov Galinsky says a story of the guy when he was in Siberia and he was next to this he was next to a cell where somebody was in jail and every morning he used to hear this this guy get up early in the morning and he'd put on this this uh, clothing and he'd go ahead and put on he'd watch him put on his beret and he'd put on right he'd switch his jail clothing and he'd put it on and he'd start like talking like he's uh you know like he's in the army and then one time Rabyakov Galinsky asked him and he said he says what are you doing so the guy explained to him and he says, he says, I, I used to be a general in, in, in the army and they captured me and they threw me into jail. So what I did was I keep my either beret or whatever clothing he kept and every morning, I don't want to forget, even though I'm in jail and I'm treated like a disgusting nobody, I don't want to forget who I truly am. I don't want to ever forget. So therefore every morning he would remind himself, he would remind himself, who he is. That's being clear of keeping your, 
your mission. You talk about Avram Avinu, you talk about all the people that Ramchal mentioned. Avram Avinu, Moshe and Aaron, and David were so mission, quote-unquote, mission-oriented. They created the concept of being on a mission. And it's the opposite. He says, Ramchal says, he says, I'm skipping a little bit. When your eyes are open, which is ironic, because we're talking about Hanukkah, where you're able to see. Anybody who's able to see can see. That when a person realizes that everything you have, and the more you get, the more gifts you have, People think, oh, you could become a bigger Balgaiva because you start becoming successful. You, you start, you come, you forget. You forget. But says Ramchal, no. A person who's straight in his avoda won't forget. You know why? Because it'll make him be even more humble. Because he'll realize that Hashem is giving him more and more and more. I just want to split this into two parts. I want to split this into two parts. Part number one is your responsibility. Part number two is recognizing that everything that you have comes from Hashem. They say a person is supposed to have in one pocket the shvili nivra ha'olam, which means the entire world is created for me. And in the other pocket, he's supposed to have a paper that says, anochi afar ve'efer, that I am but dust. What does that mean? What it means is when a person realizes, if you think about it, when a person realizes, and Shai, this will answer what you were asking a little bit also. When a person realizes that he is in the hands of Hashem, and we don't know what happens tomorrow. You don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know what your life, what life brings. A person doesn't know what's going to be in his life. So what that does is it motivates him even more to accomplish. It motivates you even more. Because what happens? A person says, eh, I got time. Person says, ah, oh, I'll do this later. Person says, ah, eh, it's all right. When a person realizes, when a person realizes that you are just a human being and time is, is not on your side and things move in different directions and anything can happen to a person that we have no clue. What that does is it motivates a person today to live today the way he has to live today. Not one day, but day one. That's what it motivates a person to. Question, comments? Yes? I'm sorry? Hmm. He doesn't forget. The opposite. When a person realizes that it's from Hashem, and the more he's successful, and the more he gets, when he realizes that, that it's a gift from Hashem, and he realizes that it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu could take it any second. So the higher he gets, the more humble he becomes. Not the opposite. Not the opposite. Yes? Um, so two quick things. First yes. of all, like similar to everything that Rebbe's saying, to what, to what Shai was asking, like it hit me like, like the, the whole kasha of like, if he's looking at himself like a worm, so how is he able to like do anything? So it hit me like, like that I only have that question because because to me there's something very wrong with being a worm. But 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 but, but with him who was saying it with uh, David Amela, so he had no problem being like like viewing himself as a worm. Right. And like right. seeing himself not as better than like anyone else. Right. Just doing his own thing. Correct. Like to him that was fine. Correct. So 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 being a worm is awesome. Right. And, Correct. Uh, and and also ju- just on like a personal uh, level, so. So in our camp, what happens like a lot, I guess just because I was an older counselor, so a lot of times, so I would talk with younger counselors and like I would be saying different things and then they would always mention about, yeah, but like it's not like my personality, like it is yours to get out there, to get on the table, to go crazy, whatever. And like for me, on a personal level at least, like outside of camp where, where, where my mission and job is very clear what I gotta do in camp, so, so it's really like not true. Like if anything, for me, like I grew up with, with a uh, stutter, and like I get very self-conscious. Like, like when, when I'm introducing myself, when I say my name, my name starts with a Y, Yehuda, and Y is one, you know, Y and W and E is like the worst with the with the stutter. 
But uh, so if anything, like I have more of a reason mm. than you, because I'm mad self-conscious and anxiety and like all that. But like, but like when you know that this is a part of my job that I need to go crazy by the nurse because yeah. because we need to give that to them. Yeah. So then I never like I mom should never had a problem with it in camp. So. Unbelievable, unbelievable, beautiful, wow, wow, unbelievable, right, right, unbelievable, unbelievable, beautiful, yeah, yes, Rabbi Tzvi. I just want to add that whenever you're uncomfortable, that's when you're able to move forward. If you're comfortable, then you get stuck. Right. And many, many people in their older ages, they say, when do they see the end? When they stop working, when they stop moving. And yet, being uncomfortable is comfortable. Wow. Beautiful. 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 You know, you see sometimes when a person, on what Review Huda was saying, you see sometimes when a person goes to the hospital, right, and he goes to do chesed, and then you sometimes you could see somebody who's so quiet, and he gets out there and he starts playing guitar, he starts jumping around, starts doing like what well, like what Yehuda's saying is that that's the that's humility. People think oh, jumping around. And jumping on a table is Balgaivedic. Oh, I gotta have this big ego to get out there and to scream and to no no, no, it's the exact opposite. It's the person who has lost the the um, self consciousness, which is very normal. It's very normal and appropriate for people to be self conscious. However, that's the opposite of being humble, and that is actually more gaiva and egotistical to be self-conscious. Because what you're doing is you're conscious and you're going ahead and you're thinking about who? Self. You're thinking about yourself. You're all in your own head. You're in your own. When a person's going ahead and he's visiting people, helping people, getting a chair for someone, focused on learning, focused on something else, he doesn't have time to be self-conscious. He doesn't have the the mental energy even to be self-conscious. He's working, he's doing, he's busy, he's got to get things done. When a person's in his head, when a person's in his own head, and he can sit in his own head for days, a person can be in his <coughs> own head for months and months and months and months and months, and usually that comes to not doing anything. <coughs> when a person uses his body, and a person does things, and a person's focused on what he's doing, there's no greater humility. And that's the irony of being humble. The irony of being humble is the humble man is the busiest man. The humble man is accomplishing more than anybody else. You would think, oh, you have to have this ego. We think of the humble person as the guy sitting in the back and he's sitting there all hunched over, and he's all going ahead, and he's like quiet, and he's doing his thing. That has nothing to do with humility. We'll talk about it. There are components of physical things, not walking around, you know, being loud for the sake of being loud. A loud person is not a humble person. But a person who's loud with his actions, and a person is doing his thing, he is that bird that's <coughs> flying. He's the lion who's who's being a lion, he's, who's roaring. He's, he's a person who's literally, literally living his life, doing his thing. He's doing his thing, right? Then a person like that, right? A person like that, yeah. Question, comments, please. How do I write, like, 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 if I want to write this down because this is life-changing and, like, I want my life to be changed for the better, then this is awesome. <laughs> so, could Remy say, like, 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 as a concept, like, how humility is, like, getting lost in, in the Ahoda? Like, yes, yes. So, so, uh, so, um, let's, let's start, well, I mean, let, let's, let's understand it better. Let's understand it better. Because remember, the, the, um, um, the, the, the irony, the irony of it, the irony of it is 
is that, is that people identify, and we spoke about this the first day, they have an image. When you have an image of yourself, this is part of the challenge of looking at yourself a lot in the mirror. It's the damage of social media. It's the damage of, of people wanting to fit in to the world of other people, the way other people view them. So Yehuda, let's try and get this clear. Meaning when a person has an image of what he's supposed to be, what he should be, as opposed to, I don't even have time to think about what I should be, but I'm living the way I want to live. When you're going ahead, let me, let me, I'll, 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 you know what? I'll bring you who to, I'll bring you as an example, right? If I'm a bacher in the yeshiva, right? If I'm a first year guy, second year, any year for that matter, and I look at a Yehuda Mattel, I say, wow, I can't wait till I get to that level. I can't wait till I get to that level. Or you look at somebody else and you say, I can't wait till I become that. Now what happens? Once you become that, right, you watch a movie, you watch somebody, right, you watch someone, you say, oh, I can't wait till I get to that. And then when you get to that, what happens? Are you looking at yourself in that movie? Are you looking at yourself like that? No, not at all. You're looking at yourself as the next image, as the next thing. Why? Because you weren't that. There was this image that you had of something that you want to be, which was a lie. There's this image that you should be this, I should be that. But when a person is living his life every day, the way he wants to live his life, and he's not doing it for other people. He's not doing it for what other people say. He's not doing it for image, but he's living his life. And he recognizes that every day I'm living the life that I want to live. He's not self-conscious. He's in action mode. He's in mission mode. He's in me mode. He's being himself. He's not trying to be somebody or something. Does that make sense? Question, comments, let's clarify it. Does everybody hear that? Yes. Does that, is that clear or not really? I might doubt what it means to be humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to remember that it's a gift from Hashem, that Hashem can take it away from you. To remember, again, let's, let, let, let's get the whole picture. The whole picture of being humble is realizing that you have deficiencies. It's realizing that you don't have everything put together. To realize that you have a lot of work to do. To realize that you might be deficient in your upbringing. You might be deficient in your intellect. You might be deficient in the way you look. Everything. Take, let, 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 let's just, Yehuda, let's just put it out on the table. Take every negative thing that you might think that you possess. Take any negative thing that ever happened to you. Take all of the chesronos that you have and say, okay, this is what I look like. This is who I am. The only reason that that bothers somebody in the depth of why it bothers them is because of something called image. Something called what I should be. I shouldn't be this. I'm not supposed to come from this type of family. I'm not supposed to have the father that I have, the mother that I have. I'm supposed to have a different upbringing. I'm supposed to have a different intellect. I'm supposed to have something else. You're trading yourself. You're trading yourself for somebody else. How funny is it that Reb Zusha, Hashem will be by him, Mitzvah Hashem by his yard site. Reb Zusha is the one who's known to be the humble of the humble, who said that they're not going to ask me after I die why I wasn't like Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm not going to ask a person why you weren't like Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem's not going to say, you know what? You should have been this big topic like Moshe Rabbeinu. What are they going to ask you? Why you weren't you. Why you weren't Zusha. Do you hear how crazy that is? Do you hear how crazy that is? That means that Hashem put you in this world with your weaknesses, with your problems, with everything. And He says, I want you to be exactly that. To live life exactly with where you are, with what you have. That's humility. 
and to realize that anything that you have is from Hashem. Once a person is living in that world, he's not looking, as the Gros says, the Gros says, all Averos in Evan Shlema. Right? We said this the other day, in Evan Shlema. The Gros says, we learned this the other night, all Averos come from where? From Losachmo, from a person being jealous of somebody else and looking outside of who he is. That's the Balgaiva. The Balgaiva takes up space. You know what space means, that you take up space? It means, I need this guy to like me, I need that guy to like me, I need everybody to like me. You know what that means? That means everywhere you walk, you're, you have to be something wherever you are. Who says you have to be something wherever you are? A, a guy who's walking like this, he knows where he's going, he's heading in a direction, and I'm doing what I gotta do. You know what I gotta do? My friends, not my friends. My challenges, not my challenges. So what? So I messed up. What's wrong with messing up? So I'll mess up again. Who cares if I mess up? Nothing's gonna stop me. I keep on going. I keep on moving. Oh, somebody said something to me? That'll make me stronger. It's not gonna make me weaker. Someone says I can't do it? Someone says I can't do it? Do I think I can do it? Do I think I can do it? If a person believes in Hashem, talk about humility connecting to Hashem. If you're really connected to Hashem, which is the ultimate humility, and you realize realize that Hashem can do anything, so Hashem can do anything. So if Hashem can do anything, that means I could do anything. If Hashem could do anything, Gaiva means I got to do it myself. I got to be, be meaningful into other people's minds. People have to applaud me. People have to applaud me and have to give me the, the pat on the back. And let's say people don't put, put the pat on the back. Let's say people, Matisio, that's, that's, that's how he fought the war. He fought the war <laughs> because he was alone. He was alone when he killed, right? I, I think the story, right, what's the Misa that, that they were bringing up Avodah in this area, in this area. Matisio acted alone. Pinchas acted alone. Talk about alone. Talk about an alone person. Avram Avinu wasn't alone. Yosef Atzadik, these parshias, these parshias of Hanukkah. Yosef Atzadik wasn't alone. Talk about being alone. It doesn't get more alone than having your brother say, uh, "Me and your mother are going to bow down to you." So Yaakovino says, "Me and your mother are going to bow down to you." So his father's questioning him. His brothers are questioning him. The whole entire world is questioning him. And what does Yosef Atzadik do? Yosef Atzadik says, "Do I question myself?" It doesn't matter if I'm being matzliach. It doesn't matter if I'm in the pit. It doesn't matter if I'm king of the world. None of that matters. What matters is who I am to myself. Who I am within my own thoughts, within my own heart, and what my connection to Hashem is, and it don't matter. And that's where greatness comes from. Because when a person is trying to fit in, and a person is trying to, to, to look at himself and say, well, well, how do they look at me? How, I don't know who they are. Who's they? You have a committee. Walk around. How do you look at me? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You'll spend your whole life, you'll spend your whole entire life asking how people look at me and how people define me. That's... That's Gaiva, yes. Nobody's looking at you. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Daniel. Well said. Well said. The Balgaiva. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, Daniel. Thing for a person to have. But know that self-consciousness is in relation to what you're saying. That if you're self-conscious, know what it means? Usually. I'm saying usually because I'm trying to be nice because I feel bad for people who are self-conscious. Like, oh my gosh, I'm self-conscious. I'm also self-conscious. Let me just, let me just, let me just say it. I'm also self-conscious. I've become less and less self-conscious because I don't got time to be self-conscious. I got a lot to do. So I don't have time. Naturally, I could be self-conscious, but I couldn't care less because I got, we got, a, I got a lot to do. I'm on a mission. So I've become less self-conscious. But when a person is self-conscious, 
What it means is, it means he's doubting himself. That's what it means. Self-conscious means is that you're looking at yourself saying, huh, why are you looking at yourself like that? It's not because of your mother. Well, it could be because of your mother. Because It could be because of your father. But how long are you going to pull the mother-father card? You can pull it your whole life, I promise you. You can pull it, correct. But what I'm saying is that people pull it, and it's right. Your father made you self-conscious. That could be. Your mother made you self-conscious. That could be. Your grandfather, your uncle, your brothers. My whole family is self-conscious. That could be. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, are you going to go to therapy? At the end of the day, are you going to learn not to be self-conscious? Are you going to learn, are you going to learn, right, to, to be able to, to live the life that you want to live? I want to live the life that I want to live. Yes, Ben had his hand up, yeah. Um, before when you said that because we're mm-hmm. part of, Hashem is part of us, we can do anything. Yes. Hashem can do anything. Is that yes. related at all to what you said before that a shattered heart is the most whole? Yes. Hashem yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what Ben was Binyamin, what Ben was was referencing was we said that the Ramchal says that there's nothing more beautiful than a broken person, a broken heart. You know why? A person who feels low about himself, what does he reach out to? He reaches out to Hashem. So a person who's constantly feeling, you know what? It's not that I feel low about myself that I can't accomplish. But I realize how I need Hashem to help me. As the Kutzker said the same thing. Where is Hashem? Hashem is wherever you let Him in. So let me ask anybody here. Let's just, let's just, pull, let's just, let's just call it the way it is. If you're struggling with something... Challenge yourself. Am I bringing Hashem into that challenge? If you're challenged with a taiva, if you're challenged with a depression, if you're challenged with anxiety, how much of Hashem have you brought into that? And I guarantee anybody here, guarantee anybody here with confidence, if you bring Hashem into that, what does that mean to bring Hashem into that? You say, Hashem, you're the one who gave me anxiety. Hashem, you're the one who gave me this taiva. Hashem, you're the one who gave me this mother. Hashem, you're the one who gave me this father. You're the one who gave me this stupid addiction that I have. You're the one who gave me this. You're the one who gave me that. Whatever it might be. You're the one who gave me the childhood that you gave me. Well, take me out of jail. Release me from jail. Yosef Atadik. What do you think Yosef Atadik? I don't know. I can only imagine. Yosef Atadik. That's why I love Yosef. That's why we all love Yosef Atzadik. That's why we love Avram Avinu. Because we can relate to Avram. You know why we can relate to Avram? Because we're all his children. We're all the children of Yosef Atzadik. So we have it in our DNA. We have it in our... You think Tivus? You know what they used to do to Yosef Atzadik? They used to put, they put a metal frame around his head. The Medrash says they had a metal frame around his head. And they used to, they used to, to have women. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful women walk in front of him, and they would force him to look at these women. Not only that, not only did they force him to look at these women. Yosef Atzadik. You're talking about Yosef Atzadik. Think of the holiest person you can imagine being forced. Talk about getting down. Talk about depression. His brothers are tzaddikim. Yehuda, Shimon Alevi, tzaddikim. They're telling him you're a nobody. David HaMelech. Learn the story of David HaMelech. That they called him a mamzer. They took a dove and a melech. You guys think you were rejected? Where do you think you got your rejection from? From dove and a melech. It's David's fault. Yes. Dove and a melech. Talk about being rejected. Talk about getting kicked out. Getting kicked out. When they came to anoint. Could you imagine this, guys? You're at home, and they're coming to say, well, we want to give out the prize to someone in the family for being a good kid. Guess what? His own father and his own mother and his whole family, guess what? Didn't even invite him to the party because they had an assumption they knew it can't be him. Talk about rejection. Talk about rejection. And what did he do with that rejection? What did he do with his worry? 
What did he do with all of his worries? He made himself into a warrior. He didn't make himself into a little, little, you know, guy who cries and complains and, and excuses himself and blames. What did he do with it? He owned it. He owned it. And he says, this is who gave? Me'ez Hashem. We said it today. We said it today. Evan, you guys know Pashup Shad. Evan Mo'asu Habonin. You know what that means? The stone that was what was Mo'asu means it was disgusting. Meaning the builders, they look at a stone and they say, eh, we're not going to use this stone. Gross. Evan Mo'asu Habonin. Look at this kid. He doesn't know how to read. This kid doesn't know how to behave in class. This kid isn't like his brothers. This kid is not like this one. Evan Mosu Abonim, what happened? Haita Laroche Pina. Ended up being what? Ended up being the cornerstone. Ended up being a pillar. Ended up being a pillar. You know why? Because he was disgusted. Because he was rejected. Because he had one choice to make. You know, everybody here has a better life in a certain way than other people. You know why? You have a better life? Because you were forced into a corner. You are forced into a corner. And you have to face yourself. You can't lie to yourself. Other people can live a lie. You guys can't live a lie. And you have to face yourself because you're either going to sink, you're either going to be a loser, or you're going to be a very, very, very matzliachtika person. And it's very hard to be in the middle. Middle of the road people. Middle of the road people. That what? The lukewarm shower is the worst. Choose the side. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't be very strict. What? Don't get too Correct. Correct. You're not getting the Correct. You get neither. Scary. And I want to say I want to say this to everybody. I want to tell this to everybody, because I've said this many times. I've said this many times. There's good news and bad news. There's good news and bad news, and I'll start off with the bad news. It's always better to start off with the bad news. I'm serious. The bad news is your chances of success and your chances of being what you think you're going to become, if you go ahead and you just go in the flow as dead fish go with the flow, then you'll end up actually giving in to your desires. And, and just to tell everybody here, I don't have to tell anybody more and more, um, I don't want to use the word, it's exciting, but I happen to get excited when I see what's going on in the world out there because it's so crazy, it's so whacked out that in 10 years from now, whatever you guys, think about whatever you guys are struggling with. Could you imagine what your kids are going to be struggling with? I was talking to someone the other day, no, I'm being serious. Talking the other day, right? In my day, someone who did drugs, someone who was Michal Shabbos, I'm just being open with everybody, was like, you didn't talk about that. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. Like, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. Right? Just like if someone said, oh yeah, he's doing cocaine. Right? What if I told you in 10 years from now, this yeshiva, I'm being serious. Let's say in 10 years from now, in this yeshiva, we're talking about cocaine. Yeah, people do cocaine. Some guys do a little heroin here and there. Everyone's like, ah, nah, nah, can't be, can't be, can't be. Why can't it be? Anything can be. Transgenders walking around, I'm being serious. What's his name? Is his name Schmelke or his name's Shlamit? You know what I mean? No, but I'm saying, as much as I'm saying as a joke, what's going to be in 10 years 15, 20 years from now. And I know we don't want to think like that. We don't want to talk like that. But the reason I'm talking like that is because that's the bad news. The bad news is the way the world is going. It's going in a very bad... And to imagine marriages. They're, they're problems. People have real problems in marriage. People have real problems. I'm not talking about getting divorced. I'm talking about being married and have a terrible, terrible, terrible marriage. That's the bad news. The good news is there's something called, for just a few dollars, there's something called the Mesil Shisharim. Right? Right? Only six shekels. Seven shekels. Back in the day. Right? For a few shekel. For a few shekel. Not a few shekel a month that you subscribe to. Even less than that. Even less than that. Just for a few shekel and a little bit effort on your part to hang around the base medrash and to get a little bit of clarity, of light, of life, the good news is, is that you can change your life and you can become what you want to become. But the only way that you're going to become what you want to come become is through effort. 
is through effort and through connecting yourself to Hashem because otherwise you're destined to suffer. And I don't mean to say that. It sounds like a very negative, negative statement, but, um, but, but that's what I'm... I, I don't know what to tell you. I, 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 know that that's, I know that that's the way it's been in my life. The way it's been in my life is that when I don't work on things, those things fester. And they get worse and worse and worse. It's very, very scary. Because the older you get, as you guys could already see, the more frustrated you can get with yourself. And the more you can give up on yourself. Question and comments, and then we'll wrap it up. Yes, Yehuda. On uh, what you were saying before about uh, being self-conscious is is that you doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate humility is saying that it doesn't make a difference if, I, if, I, if I'm successful. It doesn't make just trying. So I could fail. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Beautiful. Correct. Beautiful, Yehuda. It's true. It's true. Yisraeli Simcha. Those who know what they're doing, they are happy. People who have an agenda and they have a focus on what they're doing, they're happy. Someone who's always doubt, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Those are people who are not happy. Suffolk, Suffolk is gematria amalek, which means amalek is, ah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I should go, I'm not sure if I should do it, and then you go do it, and you're not sure if that's really what I wanted. Or I spoke to someone yesterday about this. He was telling me every time he starts learning and this and that, he starts thinking about, oh, now that I'm learning, I had a good day in learning, I'm going to be in cola, I'm going to be learning the rest of my life. Right? And he starts getting worried. Don't worry about that. What's my mission today? What's my mission this week? We worry about a future that doesn't even, that doesn't even exist. We worry about a future that we don't even know what's going to be in the future. There's someone in yeshiva here, I can't mention his name because he won't let me. He's a big, incredible, I get inspired from him every time I see him. He's a guy in this yeshiva who came over to me and told me that he, he wants to be more focused and busy and he got himself a job. He gets up early, he's pounding in the morning, he's working, he's busy day and day in and day out. And a person like that, to me, I'll stand up for that guy. Yeah, you know why? Man. Yeah, you know why? I love about that. That's a man, that's a man with a mission. That's a man with a mission. You know I want to say that? Because talk about future. It doesn't matter if he's gonna end up working, if he's gonna be in Colel, if all that, it doesn't matter. It's a person on a mission today. If I'm on a mission today, I'm gonna be on a mission tomorrow. I like that. I like that one. Yes. If I'm on a mission today. I'm going to be on a mission tomorrow. So what are you worried about your future? If you're 19, 20, 21 years old, working hard, you don't think you're going to be working hard when you got to pay the bills, you'll be working even harder. So what are you worried about? It's the guy who's sitting around doing nothing. I'm worried about my future. I'm worried. Yeah, you should be worried about your future. I'd be worried about your future too, doing nothing. But a guy who says, you know what? I'm in yeshiva. What am I going to do? I'm in yeshiva. I'm going to do yeshiva. And if I'm not doing yeshiva... I'm going to go do a job. Whatever it is. Taking yourself seriously. Taking your life seriously. That's what it means when people say their life. Your life is yourself. That's your life. What does that mean taking life seriously? Where's life? It's like they. They and life. I don't know what life is. You are in life right now. You're in your life. And if you're successful here... I guarantee you, you'll be su- successful there. If you're not successful here, I'm not guaranteeing you won't be successful there. Yeah, but success breeds success. Success breeds success. <laughs> hard work breeds hard work. Hashem should help us. Oh, go. You guys, I don't know who. So, you guys. Uh, I'll go. <laughs> 
For the gender. For the gender. Uh, by the way, you can uh, from now sugar. you can uh, book sugar. a ticket sugar. on American. Sugar. You can book a ticket on American Airlines and choose your gender X. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, we got over here first. Yeah, price the bread. <laughs> right, exactly. Who said that? It's going to be in 10 years from now, 20 years from now. <laughs> It's not such an idealistic thing. The world is changing anyway. The question is if you're going to be like a victim of it and be like talking about cocaine and transgenders, or you're going to decide what you're going to be because it's happening, happening anyway. It's not like it's not an idealistic thing anymore. It's practical. Like you're going to change. Right, right. Well, you have to be, yeah. Well said, Well said. It's not only, it's, it's, uh, it's um, making sure that you're that you're able to withstand the winds, really to withstand the winds. You have to ask yourself, how am I going to withstand the winds of change? How am I going to how am I going to accomplish that? It's very very challenging. Yes, Rafi. Um, also, it's like based upon your environment, like if you're here to have a environment, it's kind of easy to work. Right. It's easier to succeed. But when you're in an environment where you're not feeling that, where it's very negative, where there's no positivity, how are you supposed to carry that on? Right. Correct. I was going to say something. Correct. Correct. Don't stay Correct. You're here. You're here for a while, Rafi. You just got here. Don't go. It's very difficult. Guys who go to work, you guys know how it is. When you go to a working environment that's not healthy and you're working with, with different people and they start cursing and they start this, it affects you. And, uh, that, that's what I hear. It's what I hear is one of the uh, a major effect that people have in the workplace is the way they talk to other people, the way they talk. It's, yeah, you have to strengthen yourself here. You already want to know what to do over there. I'm saying, figure out what you want to do over here. Hundred percent. Yeah, you gotta get there. Correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Shaya. So I was saying a practical thing that I'm taking away from this year. Yes. Uh, is that uh, just to share it because yeah, please. a lot of times like I'll be saying like uh, the HR gets you when you're confused. Yes. So regarding the whole Baldava situation, uh, what I'm taking away is that when a person asks, when a person's about to do something and then you run this uh, thought in your head and the thought says, hey, what are they going to think about it? That specifically... While diving, you have to check yourself. You right. should be doing things without thinking about anything. Right. Just feel the fear. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, be impulsive. Feel. No, not, not be impulsive. <laughs> no, 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 no
Write a schedule every day, every week, every month, a new schedule. You know how many planners I've bought? This planner, a bigger one, a smaller one, this notebook. That Make mistakes. Make mistakes. At least you're in the game. At least you're in the game. People are trying to be perfect. Stop trying to be perfect. Persistency, Matis, right? Persistency, not consistency. Get back on the horse. Try it again. Ask people. Ask people. Ask your roommates. Become vulnerable. Ask your roommates, what do I have to work on? I challenge anybody. Ask your roommates, what do I have to work on? And if your roommate t tells you you don't have to work on anything, maybe get another roommate. Yeah, no. Because that means he doesn't want you to tell him. He's scared what you're going to tell him. He's scared, so he'd rather say, let's keep it quiet. Let's keep it peaceful. Let's keep it peaceful. Baruch Hashem, Ashrenu, guys. We're so blessed. I can't believe it's already Hanukkah because Hanukkah means then we're on break, then, then comes Mezbizh, and then we start singing Mishanichnas Arda Marbin Besimcha, which is a very happy song, but it's a very scary song to think about. And I mean that with all my heart because, because whatever level you're on in Yeshiva, whatever level you're on in Yeshiva, you are in it. I want to say something to those who say next year, to the next year, guys. Gross. Right? Next year I'm going to do it. Next year I'm going to do it. Next year I'm going to do it. It only gets harder. It does not get easier. Your tithes are not going to... If you're waiting for your taiva to say goodbye to you, if you're waiting for your anxieties to say goodbye to you, if you're waiting for something else to say goodbye to you, you'll wait your whole entire life for that. You'll wait your entire life till, till your whatever it might be is going to say. If you're waiting for your bed to throw you out of bed, if you're waiting for your taiva to say, you know, I'm running away from you, it ain't going to happen. <coughs> it ain't going to happen. Shem should help us all. We should be zocha b'schus, Hanukkah b'schus, the tzaddikim who are sitting in our yeshiva. Hashem should help us realize that, that we are blessed beyond we are blessed beyond, we are blessed beyond. And all we can do at this stage at least, Hanukkah is a time for a person to reach out to Hashem and to cry out to Hashem and say, Hashem, help me, help me, help me. Help me be matzliach. Help me make those changes that I never ever imagined that I could change. And most importantly, and this is why I always say this, don't live in your past. Dream for your future. Dream for now, because today is the first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful Freilichen, Lichting, and Hanukkah, everybody. Right? Uh.